Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2020. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2020. Tonight, we're kicking things off with Fleet Fox's Shore. And we'll conclude with Set My Heart on Fire Immediately by Perfume Genius. All right. So, getting some indie music back. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And I was actually pretty interested. I don't know if I'd say excited is the right word because Fleet Foxes, they've, I mean, they've had some pretty big success in the indie scene, uh, at least in the past decade. Um, but I was yeah, never have. a huge fan of their music, even if, despite its, you know, critical acclaim and success they've had. I mean, so, I'm just not a terribly big yeah, indie I, head in general. I'm not either. Um, I have heard a few Fleet Foxes songs. I've seen them mentioned in a couple Reddit threads, and they definitely seem to be um, a big name. Um, of the few songs that I'm aware of, I, I did like them. Um, so, I mean, I came here with decently high expectations, but again, not with a huge background in them. Well, would you say those decently high expectations were met, Ben? You know, on this one... Um, I think it was a solid album, but for me, um, it seemed a little bland compared to what I had heard before. That's kind of how I feel. Like it's, I don't think it's bad, but to me, it was very monotone, and yeah, I I got bored with it really quickly. Even if I did like the sound of the album, it just got mm-hmm. really boring really yeah. fast. Now I'm in a very very similar camp there. Not a terribly exciting album. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Because the songs I've heard... The songs I have heard of um, of this group of Fleet Foxes, you know, um, and again, there's only a few. I think the first one I ever heard was Blue Ridge Mountains, um, which was a really just beautiful track with several different passages in it. Um, and then uh, what was that other really good track? That's a, It's really short, but I think it was off their first album. Um... God, I'm blanking on the title. Um, I don't know but enough anyway, Fleet Foxes the stuff to help I've you heard out there. <laughs> yeah, and again, I only know a couple. I only know a couple tracks, but the ones I do know um, really stood out to me for their creativity with bringing kind of that chamber folk sound, but making it um, uh, really compelling despite the the softness of the vocals and and the and the gentleness of the uh, of the composition. But they were very intriguing to me. And on this album, I think it was lacking. Um, it was just kind of lacking the edge and the and the interest for me. Everything kind of washed together. Yeah, this to me is kind of like what all indie music kind of devolved to in like the early 2000s after Neutral Milk Hotel got huge. Every other indie band in the world tried to do Neutral Milk Hotel again. And it just ended up being like just a bland, repetitive mess of a genre for a little while. And I had heard the only I am moderately familiar with. uh, I think it's a 2012 record from Fleet Foxes, Hopelessness Blues. I think it's what it is. Um, And yeah, uh, Helplessness Helplessness Blues, Blues. it looks like. Yeah, okay. I knew it was one of the two. So, so you were so close on both counts. There. <laughs> um, but, and so that, that was, I do think that was a good album. It's still not really to my taste. I'm, I don't generally, generally like this type of like acoustic indie rock. Generally it to me can be quite mm. 
repetitive and boring. Um, but the previous record, the Hopelessness Blues, hopeless, whatever it was, I already forgot. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that one, yeah, you got it. like it was still interesting to me and that had like a unique enough sound to me. This really just struggled to f- find an identity amongst the sea of other generic, you know, indie pop acoustic rock. I, I do think mm-hmm. this album... I, I would agree with you, except... Yeah, I wouldn't call them generic necessarily. As a group, I think they are pretty distinctive sounding, but I, I would generally agree with that. Well, yeah. I, as a group, I, I I don't know nearly enough about them to say as a group, just I think with this particular album sounded generic. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. And I do think this album had some, some good, interesting moments. They just kind of... They're a little bit too few and far between to keep the whole album interesting, and when they do happen, they're typically instrumental moments that are kind of buried under the just layers of reverb on everything here. Like, the album to me almost sounds insecure, because anytime they do something musically interesting, it's just... You have to really be listening for it, because everything you just hear is just this, whoa, kind of spaced out. That's actually a... That's a really good description yeah. of it. Cause yeah, there was every once in a while it'd be a really, a really cool riff and the stuff I've heard in the past had really nice, like they were simple chord changes and stuff, but, but just the, the progression of the notes was, it's a very memorable composition. And yeah, the rare moments you get of that. Yeah. Like you said, they're just kind of drowned out by, by the general mm-hmm. ocean of, of sound. That's unfortunately just not that interesting i mean it is called shore so uh, in some sense that might <laughs> yeah. kind of be what they're going for but at least for me personally right. if that is what they're going for i certainly don't want to sit through 54 minutes of that it's a little long right. yeah and i i do want to compliment the sound of the, the album a little bit more because it's it's very serene it's very pretty the the performances i think are pretty tight and the the sound that's cultivated on here is really good but it just, it's really just has that sound going for it. Um, and it kind of like yep. going back to the uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, the Fiona Apple record earlier when I said like it kind of sounded like a lot of really good ideas that weren't fully fleshed out. This was mm-hmm. one good sound that they put a handful of good ideas in throughout the album and then just kind of forgot about the rest of the album. So there's like, yeah, Fleet Foxes is there's like yeah. 10 minutes of like really interesting, creative musical notes on here. And then the rest of the, you know, 45 minutes of this album is just that generic ocean of acoustic. Indie. Right. In some ways it. Yeah, I like what you said about like, I mean, this is one of those groups and there's there's several of them out there where they define a sound that just sounds really pleasing to the ear and then they just kind of ride with it. I mean, it's kind of what we saw with um, Tame Impala. Yeah, mm-hmm. very when, similar. When they first came out yeah, of the I scene. Yeah, I think like, that's a really good like, comparison first, for this album, actually. Yeah, it's like Tame Impala had some really cool psychedelic sounds going on, but then they're just like, they didn't innovate after that. They didn't really pursue new territory. And so now their stuff just sounds boring and Pink Floyd even kind of did that toward the end of the career where they just kind of rode with all those distinctive sounds that they had become known for earlier. Yeah, but you can get away with that kind of like, you know, been putting out good yeah. music for the better part of like two decades. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm not 
putting them by any means in the same category, but that was just kind of what came to mind. It's like, yeah, we, we sound great. We're just going to ride with it now, but that loses my I did interest. end up ranking this higher than Tame Impala just because I thought that the moments of brilliance that were there were quite a bit better than anything I heard on Tame Impala. And they did do a really good oh, yeah. job this of cultivating a, a sound. You know, this album would have been a great 30-minute yeah. vibe. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah, for me too, this is definitely going a lot higher than Impala. This is going a good bit higher than Impala for me as well, but I will say Tame Impala and also this album is like in a group that spans like probably 30, maybe even 40 albums that I could put in like a random list generator and put it on my list and be generally happy with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty middling for me. Yeah. It's going to be a good album to listen to if you like the sound, but I don't know that there's really anything else going on. I also for it. imagine this would be a really good album to like study to or like like a focus one because yeah, it is probably. it is kind of ambient in nature. Um it is, yeah. But I don't know, ambient indie is not something I particularly want to listen to. It's it's a very specific kind of sound. Yeah. yeah. At this stage in my listening, I'm not like, especially since doing this, like if I'm going to put something on, I want it to be the focal point of my attention. You know, mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with like vibey music or, or background music, but like if I'm going to care enough to seek it out in the first place, I also want to kind of study it to some degree. Yeah. And with listening to all these albums, I definitely find myself being much more critical of like boring albums, even if I do think they are like, Technically yep. good, because I do think this is a very technically well done album. I mean, every yep. like I, I can't think of much from like a technical standpoint that I think they did wrong on here. No, it's pretty um, solid. I mean, you might say that burying the stuff is a little, eh, but that could also be a stylistic choice. It, it, technically, it's fine. It's just it's just not super exciting. Yeah, and it didn't bother me with like how buried some some stuff on here can be in like the layers of like reverb and stuff but it it's a pretty consistent sonic album that's uh, the album itself is very sonically consistent that's that's how i wanted to say that. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> no i get what you're saying but, uh, no, but, uh, I mean, it's almost a, too consistent yeah it's like too consistent that, was, like, that it's like yeah and it's kind of difficult to even like pick out individual tracks on here because it all sounds yeah. so identical yeah i, I agree yeah. it's kind of any song on here could be any other song it doesn't really matter and we heard that from the microphones and <laughs> they, they definitely did that better i don't i still i think i might like this more than the microphones album i don't know they're yeah i don't know I didn't like it. I didn't like that album very much anyway. So like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll probably disagree a bit on that one. But I, I think like this one, I think the microphones, while it was, I mean, yeah, it was was one song. It was pretty repetitive. But I also think there were swells and valleys and and hits and and things that came in the right moments on that album to make it uh, more interesting and make it more of a journey. Whereas this one, like yeah, like you said. Most of these tracks are relatively interchangeable with the others, and I never got any highs or lows, or it was just kind of a consistent 
feeling, a consistent uh, sonic uh, thing they were going for. And yeah, they did it well. But this album does kind of take me back to like the, minutes, the yeah. pre-COVID days when music was bad and we had, you know, 20 boring albums in a row. Ooh, yeah. yeah. This, this kind of took me back to that. I mean, there were some points times. on here, like some of the songs had you know, non-standard structures that was kind of interesting. I and did like Sunblind, especially the like the intro, like the, the plucky guitar strings or whatever. You guys, I don't know if you're going to know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. but I, think, I, I think thought that I, was, that sounded no, really nice, that song which kind of yeah. set me up for something that I wanted this album to be that it ended up not being, I guess. I just, I, th I think right. it opens very well with wading into waist high water and Sunblind. Um, but there's just not a whole lot going for it after that. It's also yeah. a pretty decent use of dynamics, me, I would say. You know, a, a lot of variation in dynamics, I would say, throughout the album, which isn't terribly common. It just, they a lot of dynamics on kind of boring tracks is still kind of boring. Yeah, it's like, they, they were, but they didn't add anything. The, the dynamics were used well, but it didn't add anything yeah. to the album to me. Yeah. For me, I think, like, my enjoyment of this album is largely dependent on what kind of mood I'm in when I'm listening to it because on my first listen I think I had just come off listening to Swans I've been binging uh, To Be Kind a lot and you know that's an extremely intense um, album where you know it, it's it's got a lot of compositional stuff going on um, it's got a ton of intensity and then I think I listened to this shortly after and so naturally it seemed like a big <laughs> letdown because this was like very consistent yeah that might uh, not be slow, fair soft yeah. And so I, on my second listen, I did actually enjoy it a little more. Um, so, I mean, see, I, I was again, the opposite. I enjoyed this significantly less on my second listen because it's like, all right. Okay. Now I get to sit through 54 minutes of acoustic indie again. Why am I doing this? And I, I actually didn't even finish my second listen. I was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. It, it's funny because it, it, it makes sense that I should like it less the second time, but for whatever reason, I just didn't. And honestly, that's happened to me a few times this year where uh, like the mood I'm in really affects whether I enjoy it. It's like sometimes I just crave more intense music, like yeah. stuff that's really yeah, interesting and hardcore. And if I'm not in the right mood, I'm just probably not going to have the best listening experience. So that's why I try to revisit stuff and and get more of an average, more of a more of a consistent sense of, of how good it actually is because it's it's really dependent on on me sometimes mm -hmm. yeah i do i i will probably revisit this at some point I, I it's very rare where i'm just like i'm never listening to this album ever again yeah so i'll probably come back to it at some point but i'm not exactly looking forward to it <laughs> yeah i'd probably agree all right any any closing statements nah so this takes us to uh, Perfume Genius Set My Heart on Fire Immediately, which I got to say, one of the best album titles of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool. Yeah. And uh, I think this is actually the last of the albums that have like been on the to listen list for quite a long time. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. This one came out early in the year and, mm -hmm. and we've been meaning to and do did, it yeah never got around to it and we finally did finally and did. i'm very meh on this one i liked it a, a decent bit more than fleet foxes but it had i have a lot of the same complaints mm -hmm. oh no I, I don't agree with that one 
I oh, I, I found this way more boring than Fleet Foxes. Oh, like the highlight of that was great because I <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I I thought you were going to shock us and be like, "This album is brilliant. It's an album of the year contender." <laughs> no album where the highlight is the fact that sometimes he remembered he could record in stereo is going to be an album of the year contender. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just boring. I, I'm more with Brandon on this one. I think it was, I think overall it was, it was decent. Um, there were definitely a few tracks I really liked. There were s several moments that I thought were really strong. I think overall it did not uh, maintain my interest a ton, but there definitely were some good moments here. For me, um, there's like a few songs on this album. Uh, Nothing at all is one that comes to mind where it's a bit more of like a higher energy song especially compared to yeah. a lot of the other tracks on there and i loved those tracks i loved the higher energy yeah. songs on here and the, i really liked those not enough to be like I you know too. song of the year contenders or anything like that but i did really like them yeah, and for me, everything yeah. else on here was yeah. just really really forgettable and which led to like another case of like there's you know 15 20 minutes of pretty entertaining music on here but there's also 30 minutes of the same generic boring art rock that just is mm -hmm. completely uninteresting i felt like there were elements yeah, on a I, lot of tracks that i really liked but i i don't know that they ever came together into like a whole track that i enjoyed really i mean they weren't bad but i like nothing jumped out at me like I might like the bass on this one, or I kind of like the 80s vibey drums they have going on this one, or, uh, you know, some of the detuned strings here, but... I like I some of, like, the rockabilly guitar tones they had at times. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely good elements on almost every track. I just don't know that I ever had a point where all the elements were working together for me. I was kind of focusing on one thing that I liked, and maybe not getting to that full level of enjoyment of the whole thing. This was this was a tough one, a tough week for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a hard time. Yeah, neither of these albums were particularly interesting. Um, outside of like isolated moments, uh, but yeah, like it's there's something on both of these albums, like on "Set My Heart on Fire" immediately, like. Uh, your body changes everything has like a really epic like movie soundtrack vibe to that it. That might have been my favorite track on that, this one. Yeah, the that that's really cool. And like on the floor is like a nice really like funky beat and it, it's just really interesting yeah, to listen to. Um yeah the highlight for me was uh was the Jason Leave and On the Floor. I thought those tracks were definitely kind of the peak of the album and then <laughs> the stuff on the other sides of that was a little more forgettable. Yeah, those I, I would say it's very forgettable. I feel like Leave had some whale noises going on. Did it have whale I, noises? I honestly don't. I, know. I didn't but, catch them, but it okay, wouldn't surprise me. If there's an album that would fit some whale what noises the, on it pretty well, this is not a bad one. What was the really high-pitched vocals? Was that him or was that a feature? I think that was him. I yeah. thought it was just him doing a falsetto. Damn. And yeah, I mean, it was high. If that's... I honestly didn't know, and I don't know if I cared because it fits so well, but if that's him, that's actually really impressive because I was guessing it was some feature, but I didn't see any features on Spotify, so I wasn't even sure. Yeah, but, I didn't see anything to indicate it wasn't him, so I'm, I'm assuming it was. Yeah. yeah, 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, then, cause yeah the, you got some pipes. The, I mean, he sounds totally different, and but really good. Like it, it meshed together really well. But uh, yeah, yeah. I wish there was a little more. Um, uh, the more high energy songs were definitely better. Um, they, it made view. me think I was listening to a good album for like a nice like two minute chunk of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's not a yeah. It's, it's not. It's not bad. Not album, bad. Still, it just was boring to me. I still felt pretty positive about it, but yeah, I mean, when um, most of the stuff's pretty neutral, and then they got a few, few glimmers of, of really good stuff. But um, yeah, we this is uh, another one where like really strong contender for number fifty on the year. I put this quite a bit lower. I just I is not very exciting to me. So I mean, that's I totally it, fair. It makes my top fifty, but uh, yeah, it's probably. Probably relatively middling for me, but um, here's a weird uh, kind of, or not criticism, here's kind of an odd uh, praise for the album. Um, I liked how explicitly gay the lyrics were. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it was one of the first times I've actually heard like romantic songs from a gay artist that were undeniably gay in their content there, no uh, no sapphire like so friend long. on this album it's pretty pretty clear yeah <laughs> i don't know that oh, it's a but... it's a subreddit where it's basically like making fun of like historians are like oh this these two guys like they were best friends forever oh, and they lived they were best friends and they lived right? together they slept <laughs> in the same bed and they were buried together and they wrote love notes and they were the best of friends <laughs> yeah gotcha yeah uh, yeah no this was this was good because you really don't hear that all that often even in modern at least i haven't usually it's either like writing game artists writing straight um themed songs or just like ignoring that topic altogether so i will I did say think that i think that's just kind of refreshing in a people way people aren't really ready to have that because tyler the creator did two yeah. albums of about his sexuality and people are still debating like is he gay it's like he did two albums about it guys like <laughs> right. like i don't know what to tell you if you're still yeah. having if you're still debating in your head like but no i i, I do agree and i think it, it was interesting and it, it was it, it was nice to hear that we're at a point where like we can like yeah songs and albums about that aren't really even like that big of a deal and i don't know but uh but yeah so do you guys have any closing statements on either of these um, if you like indie rock, check them out. That's other than that, I think you can pass both of these. It's really nothing that special here. I, w I would say like, yeah, they definitely both kind of nailed. They nailed their sounds, but um, yeah, I don't think there was too much uh, creatively going on that that really stood out to me. So un unless you're really into the sounds both these artists have cultivated, then probably not I, I necessary. Would pick, I'd pick Perfume Genius or Fleet Foxes or Tame Impala and maybe listen to one of those this year. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a few that would fit into this. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's there's not a whole lot here unless you're a fan of the sound, which if you know, it's if always you are, subjective. Like, if you're a fan of the cool. sound, then you're going to like them. Yeah. I don't, uh, anyway, um, yeah. Anything else? No. Alright, well, um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for, we have a bonus episode uh, coming out later in the week where we will be doing a 
song by song ranking of the new Gorillas project, Song Machine Season 1, Strange Times. Um, and the reason we wanted to do this as a bonus episode because, uh, well, for starters, we really wanted to listen to it. Gorillas are one of my all time favorite musical acts, so I definitely want to review it. Um, but the reason we're doing it as a bonus episode and not on the main episode list is we feel it's more of a compilation of tracks than it is an actual album, especially considering the vast majority of these tracks were released as singles. So not really like a full album, but kind of is. So we still wanted to review it. And next week we will be reviewing new records from Clowncore Van and Neil Cesariga's Mouth Dream. This one's going to be interesting. I am. I'm quite excited about Clowncore, Ben, because you've been hyping these guys up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they are the pinnacle of uh, porta potty uh, avant garde jazz. I don't know if you should be excited, but you should definitely be something. Are, are you familiar with them, Eric? A little bit. Not terribly, okay. but enough to know what I'm getting into. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm getting into. <laughs> Ah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for this. Right, then. Oh, thank you all very much for, for listening to us uh, this week. Uh, yeah, join us next time and have a good night. <laughs>